Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking Get so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan one hour to go and then you'll get to Rami Makhlouf and the Rami show coming up here at three o'clock. Missed the Domikowski interview, the magic man earlier in the show. We'll get to that coming up. I'll play that back for you coming up in the next segment. Uh, Some more news coming out of Green Bay. This time uh, a tight end Bronson Kafasi no longer. You're done. Uh, so he is the latest. Uh, only two more, we think, if we're counting correctly. Uh, only two more uh, to go for the Green Bay Packers uh, to get down to the 53-man part. Now, that includes, if you're like, oh, wait, uh, you're missing a couple, Sparky. Well, Bakhtiari's on the pup list, so that's six weeks. Um, so he's out. So he can't come back for the first six weeks. And we looked over the schedule earlier. There's like probably one tougher game uh, in the first six games outside of that. Uh, it should be very doable for that team, the Packers, to go five and one, four and two, something like that in the first six. It's once you start getting to like week eight and nine where the schedule becomes kind of brutal, and you're really going to need Bakhtiari during that run. So, don't really have a huge issue with uh, playing it safe and having Bakhtiari out. Then, the other person uh, that plays into this is Jay Sternberger, obviously the former Packer draft pick, uh, who is suspended uh, for substance uh, for the first couple of games. So he is out. Uh, the first couple of games. What that means, you free up a roster spot on the 53, which also means that even if you make the 53-man roster at this point, does not mean you'll still be on the 53-man roster once they decide to bring back Jay Sternberger in a couple of weeks. So, again, at this point, one thing at a time, you're just trying to make the roster uh, and then, you know, obviously play it out from there. But So he is out. I remember that is a guy uh, that... Aaron Rodgers liked a lot. That does not mean that uh, he won't end up on the practice squad necessarily because he could very well come back on the practice squad and be a part of it. Uh, And I was joking earlier that um, this dude here is uh, one of many guys that they talk about uh, being a guy that 
could be on a practice squad. They're not doing it with Kafasi, but there's a lot of these other guys that are getting cut that are they are talking about that. Uh, do you know how old Bronson Kafasi uh, is? Plucker, maybe any guess? Why don't you take 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 a guess since you don't know? Take it. Bill Huber just tweeted this it's out. It's got to be older if this is the case. This is yeah. a conversation. So I'm going to say 34. Mm, 30. Ah. And he's new to the tight end position on top of it. I didn't do my homework because I didn't think the guy was making the team, so I really didn't care, to be honest with you, about uh, Bronson, other than Aaron liked him. So that that's nice and all, but it uh, didn't really matter to me one way or the other. Uh, so we'll see uh, you know, how this whole thing plays out for him. So, again, a couple of left, uh, and then uh, we will have our 53-man roster. Now, that does not include any type of trades that occur at some point uh, later today or free agent signings uh, or whatever uh, the case may be. So I just got done talking to Ryan Wood on Twitter about this because he said they needed to cut three more. So I asked with Bakhtiari on the pup list, doesn't that make it two? He says, no, they actually have to cut three more. So three more cuts still to come at some point in the next 55 minutes. Does he have all the same ones we have? Uh, maybe. He, he, he tweeted out his whole list of guys. So maybe maybe he's missing somebody that we've seen reported by somebody else, but he says that there are three cuts remaining. Uh, yeah, he doesn't have uh, that offensive lineman, uh, Koyo, whatever his name is. Who, who's the guy? Uh, Bill Huber had it. Uh, that's who Ryan Wood is missing. Um, the Watch this dude's name. Hold on a second here. I'm going to go to Bill Huber on SI.com. He's got a running tracker. Um, the offensive lineman. Oh, Koi Kronk. Uh, he doesn't have. Ryan Wood okay. does not have. Well, maybe it's just the guys that he correct, is reporting Correct, that he's to. got so far. So, right, right. We'll so see. if Koi Kronk is correct from Bill Huber, I'd assume it is. If Koi Kronk is correct, then we're down to two guys uh, at this point where we are. Um, so two, two players left. And I don't – I mean, is there – could there be a fairly big name that we're missing that could get released here uh, that may not make it? Or are we missing two obvious ones uh, that we all expect to get cut that they simply haven't made it a formality yet? Well, in my eyes, I think either Heflin or Lancaster is gone. And based on the tweet we saw from Heflin earlier, um, he tweeted out a picture of Oscar this, the the Grouch. That's what it's called, right? Right. The, the little From Sesame, Sesame Street, Street right. guy in the trash right. can. And a lot of people were taking that as um, apparently a scout called him a trash can full of rocks or something like that in his in his scouting coming into the draft. And so he tweeted that out, I think, as like a vengeful tweet back at that scout, meaning that we he think. makes the roster. But right. again, that's all. Who knows? Right, we're but gonna have to wait. To that's see what it. he's saying. So. so okay, so if he made it, him and Lancaster both don't make it, do they? Is that how this plays out? They both make it, and Lowry makes it. So let's see. That'd be Kiki, Kenny Clark, uh, Slayton, the newest draft pick, Lowry, Lancaster, Heflin. That's six defensive linemen. Am I missing anybody else besides that? You saw Montrevious Adams, a former Packer, got cut today. Geronimo Allison, the former Packer wide receiver, he got cut today uh, earlier from the Lions. Uh, so there's been a bunch of former Packers that have been released uh, today uh, who are on the lookout uh, for uh, more work in the National Football League. We'll see if they get it or not. Uh, here's another one, Ryan Wood. Packers release defensive lineman Abdullah Anderson per source. He's a practice squad candidate. 
And I do not believe Abdullah Anderson was in. Nope. Abdullah Anderson is not in Bill Huber. So I think we're down to one now. I think we're down to one uh, if we're going off of Bill Huber's list combined with what everybody else has. So I think we're down to one. Abdullah Anderson is not one that I thought was going to make the team anyhow. So now the question just is, who is the other no-name guy that we don't know that right. we're missing? Well, and now I've, get cut? now I've started a, a conversation between two of the elite in Packers Twitter because Ken Ingles believes that Bakhtiari is no longer counted while Ryan Wood thinks that he is counted on the roster. So... Mm, I don't think I don't he know. is. I don't, I don't know. I think if you're on the pup list... That was always my understanding was if you're on the pup list, you're not uh, counted. Right. The That's roster. what Ken is saying. But That's what I thought. But So I said it makes it two. Ingalls says yes. Wood says no. So there's okay. a little bit of a well, debate somebody, there. Somebody's, somebody's wrong. wrong. Somebody's wrong. <laughs> I don't know who's wrong. As One long, of as, the Packers, wrong, as, long as the Packers know the rule, really, that's all that yeah, matters. Exactly. It really matter. It'll all get we sorted out otherwise. It doesn't matter <laughs> if you know the rule or I know the rule. The Packers have to know the rule at the end of the day. But to that point, I do think – uh, that he's going to make the team. Okay, so here are some of the guys um, that Dejon Harris, is he going to make this team? Because he's left. He hasn't been really said, right? The guy they got from um, the Giants, the cornerback, that they got for Josh Jackson, he's still there. He hasn't been really said. Uh, McDuffie, the draft pick, who played at Boston College, the one that Leroy likes. Uh, he's still on this team as of right now. Chauncey Rivers, he showed something outside linebacker. Looks like he may make this team. Uh, Hanson. See, Hanson's the one that I don't understand, man. He looked awful in that last game. The center they drafted last year out of Oregon. Uh, and then I think it was hurt a good part of the year. And then maybe ended up on the practice squad at one point. Right. Um, I... I well, the, all the centers outside of Josh Myers have not looked very good this, this preseason. So you I mean, go back to the draft pick and give them year two at it. That's pretty much what it yeah, is, right? It's, I, I'm assuming so. That's probably the way that they're looking at because it. Because Patrick can play center, uh, I believe. Runyon has played center. I know Runyon has for sure uh, with the Packers, I think, last year, actually. So of those guys, you know, who are who's the next? Who's the last guy we're missing? Dejon Harris, is he one? I think it's maybe. Yeah, I, I'll guess Dejon Harris. I, I don't know. We'll see how this all plays out. I think Chauncey Rivers did enough to make the team. Um. So that'll be my guess. I'll say DeJon Harris is the last guy to get cut that we'll actually know about. I really do want to find out. Next time we get on uh, Gutenkunst onto this show, or if we ever get Matt LaFleur onto this show, I want to find out from somebody in a front office how this all works. As far as, are these decisions made the day before? And then you just spend that next day calling everybody? Or telling them, you know, that they're no longer, but you want to bring them back on the practice squad or whatever. Is that how that whole thing works? Because if we go back to hard knocks, did we ever get to the cutdown day? I think we did, didn't we? Didn't we get to the cutdown day on hard knocks in previous years? I want to feel like we did with, I think last year maybe was it. But again, you didn't have preseason games last year, so maybe that's why. Uh, but I remember McVeigh. You know, bringing a player in and being like, hey, man, we want to get you the practice squad if you can make it through, da-da-da-da-da. And then I want to say that the guy never made it through and ended up going to play somewhere else, I want to, if memory serves correct. But that, that would be my question. When is all of this decided? Are you deciding it literally on the day and then calling guys, and that's why there's such a slow trickle-down effect or not? Hmm. So, I don't know. 
find out. Uh, Don Mikowski is coming up next. Before we get to Don Mikowski, though, uh, and playing that back from the big show, Plucker has been all over a story that's developed uh, over the weekend involving high school football and ESPN. I'm sure most of you know the story. So for those that don't, Dan Plucker, please fill us in. Well, so basically there was this, there was a game over the weekend between IMG Academy, which is one of the most prominent high schools for developing talent, and it's literally a prep school where p- students go not for really education purposes, but more for the fact that they Play have sports. elite training facilities, right. elite coaches, all of yep. these things, so that they can be coached up and become four or five-star prospects in whatever sport that they're playing. So some of the greatest talent in the last couple of years in college football has come from IMG Academy and so on and so forth. So over the weekend, they played a school in Ohio called Bishop Sycamore, and it was on ESPN. So it's a big deal whenever any high school nationally game televised. gets a nationally televised. Yep. Exactly, nationally televised. I can't remember if it was on ESPN or ESPN2. But Bishop Sycamore uh, lost 58 to nothing. And then after the game, they find out that Bishop Sycamore isn't really a high school. It's it it kind of is a school. It's been around for two years. It's a prep school that recruits like graduate like high school graduate age people. So it's like eighteen to twenty something years old of all of these different dudes. Wait 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 wait. They're not high school oh, age oh, people. Hold on hold on. So we had one high school. Now is IMG actually high school kids? IMG is high, high school, school age kids. kids. Okay, so you got them. And they're going against a team that's playing with older kids than what they're playing. Correct. So people in the age group of high school age to like 20 plus years old. And they got smoked. And they got smoked, right. IMG Academy destroyed them. It was their second game in three days. Yes, they played back to back, like essentially back to back days and lost both games. And then all of this stuff just starts coming out about Bishop Sycamore. So like it's an all online school. Uh, It's... And it's only been around for two years, and their coach has like warrants out for his arrest. Was coach and was coach exactly because he got fired, fired today. today after losing fifty eight to nothing and going zero two in a three day span. Um, and like a, a former player of Bishop Sycamore came, he did like a, an interview with somebody that I read very briefly, just looking through it, and he said that essentially like they recruit these these adults because most of them are over the age of 18 by telling them that it's going to be a last chance you type situation they're going to get them on tv they're gonna get them educated in some way somebody's got a connection to espn itself that's what it sounds like and and maybe even they were saying like we're going to get you on netflix we're going to get you all of this publicity so that you can have uh, a triumphant return into the sports world and yada 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 and then all of this is all coming out of nowhere, and it's just absolutely crazy how this team got onto ESPN. So ESPN is blaming uh, – oh, and of course, I didn't mention this. All of these players on Bishop Sycamore, Bishop Sycamore would would lie and say that, oh, this guy's a four-star recruit, is getting recruited by all of these different schools, all this stuff. So ESPN, they thought that they were actually getting – like. IMG full of all these three, four, five star players against Bishop Sycamore with three, four, five star players. And in reality, like they started to do the, the, the broadcasters, the guys that were doing the game at one point said, um, on the broadcast, we looked up some of these players on Bishop Sycamore and we're not finding very much information on any of them. And so none of them were actually being recruited to the same level that they claimed that they were. See, this is my thing. So, okay, so <laughs> let, let's let's rewind this for a second. My thing on this is with ESPN. 
And number one, your ESPN. You have a million, a million recruiting analysts all over the place. Doesn't Tom Lemming still work for them at ESPN? Isn't he like their national recruiting guy? Mm-hmm. Okay, the dude knows everybody. He's like the Kuiper, how Kuiper used to be with the NFL. He knows every college recruit. Wouldn't you go to him and be like, hey, what do you think about this matchup? What can you tell us about what kids we want to highlight in the game before you agree to do the game? That's why I think Bosco had somebody on the inside of ESPN. Yeah, so, I think they had somebody on the inside that was working with them to get this whole thing put yeah, together. I, I don't know what, exactly what happened, but, but ESPN is now blaming – um, it, their marketing service that brings marketing in service. There's there, apparently there's this marketing service that they use to get these high school teams to actually come and make these games happen. What? And, and yeah, it's they not don't ESPN do their themselves. Own research no, to book well, the games. No, it's it's a it's they they hire a company. Oh, apparently, my they God. hire a company get that goes here. out and makes these matchups Plucker. happen. So Plucker, they're in charge of scheduling oh, all the cool. events, Plucker. all of this stuff. ESPN doesn't do it themselves. They claim. Plucker, let's can campaign to get you that job. I mean, <laughs> you travel around the country, scout the best high school teams, you book the high school games, they'll pay you a lot lesser than they're paying a scouting service, and you'll probably still make a half a million dollars, and all you have to do is worry about booking gays. I mean, seriously, Mike McGivern should go do that for a living. They'd be great at it. All you do is watch high school football, tell them the best matchups, and go. Mm-hmm. Talk to the coaches in the offseason, who do you got, blah, 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 blah. Double check to make sure with the college coaches. You would literally, this is, do you know how quickly this would be? Hey, uh, Coach Saban. Yeah, hey, uh, it's uh, Dan Plucker here. Uh, yeah, with ESPN. Yeah, we're looking to, to book some uh, good high school uh, teams. Who, who are some of the better high school teams you like down there in around Alabama area, whatever else? All right, cool. Thanks, Coach. Uh, and then you call up a coach up mm-hmm. here, uh, somewhere up here that you like, Ryan Day at Ohio State. Hey, man, who are some of the good coaches uh, in the Midwest? Then you call out West to Chip Kelly at UCLA if you want, or pick a coach out there. Hey, man, who are some of the good high school Right, and you put all this together, then you try to start figuring out, all right, who do we want to play where? And then right. it's going out and getting, you know, this team from California to play this team from the Midwest, this team from the South to play this team from the East, put them in a neutral site before the school year starts, and let them play these, you know, two games before the regular season schedule starts. How hard is this? It's not that hard. No. It's, it should be literally It should be very easy. Ten to twelve calls, maybe that much, put it all together. Uh, and done, and instead you're relying on a marketing service yeah. to book your slate, Isn't and then that you can you can embarrass like this. One would hope a the marketing service is fired, b they learn their lesson and do it themselves now. Like, and I know times are tough, and people are cutting positions and cutting jobs, and ESPN's cut a million people, but you can't tell me hiring a person to be in charge of that or two people to be in charge of that isn't less money than what you're paying this service. There's just I, I just don't believe that to be true. Well, and um, not only if, – if you can't get a hold of the coaches, which you're ESPN, you should be able to get a hold of the coaches. So if they – Yes. If, like if you can't, for whatever reason, if your position, they'd say, isn't important enough, then reach out to guys like Mike McGivern who know everything about the state of Wisconsin and, and, yeah, in, yeah. in high school sports. Just, like there are people like absolutely. that across the country Plus, who are addicted to high school sports like McGivern is where you call – like Mike would give you an hour – and just talk to you but about all of these that. different Plucker, people. Literally, there's websites that rank the top Division One teams in all of high school football. Right. You can literally go on a website and mm-hmm. say, here's the top 20 across the country according to this website. Who's on what teams? What type of commits do we have? And compare and contrast it to rivals or whatever. And 
That should not be that hard. It's crazy. This is ESPN's <laughs> fault. I mean, there's nobody else to blame. I mean, you could be mad at you know that that supposed scam school online or whatever for doing what they did, but at the end of the day, this comes back to ESPN for being cheap and lazy and not doing their research and homework and letting somebody else do it for them and getting duped. They got duped. At the end of the day, that's what happened. ESPN got duped. And now I changed my mind. It wasn't that an inside an ESPN. They had it inside with a marketing service of whoever was booking these games. Because if ESPN was simply going, sure, these are the games, sounds good. Thank you. I mean, was that the interaction? They just get an email. These are the games you're carrying this year. Mm-hmm. And the response is, sounds good. That's that's it. That's you don't you don't any do any research? more research? Yeah. Holy so cow. uh I have I found a quick like quip from uh, uh an article written by uh Zion Olajed. Uh, he writes for Complex Sports, and he talked to a player who played for Bishop Sycamore last year. So he said, um, it's crazy, but they have people sleeping on the floor, uh, and all these guys get into fights. They're all like junior college dropout age is what is what they're saying. And you ha- he said, you'll have people from every borough in New York City, and then other people from inner city Columbus, and... Like every there's no supervision, so they all just like show up. They all just show up, and it happens. They're promised uh, Netflix. Yeah, it says they told us we were going to be on Netflix. They recruited us, telling us that we were going to be on a show. They told us that we were going to be the IMG of the Midwest. They lied to me and my mom. He said that they would break into Walmart's and Myers and Targets to steal food because they weren't given any food when they were actually there at Bishop Sycamore. And then, so they were basically told that they all have to show up in this one spot. We're not told. Um, where they were staying, how they were going to eat or live life. Well, shame on you for and, agreeing to any of this without knowing any of that. <laughs> yes, but at the same time, a lot of these people are desperate. They want to get out of the situations sure. that they're in. And when they're told all of these things, like, hey, we're going to get you on a TV show. We're going to have you play um, some of the best competition in high school football, even though none of them are high schoolers across the nation. We're going to get you on TV and get you out of the situation that you're in. Like, that's essentially what they were promised. And then none of that actually was the case. So just an absolutely wild story of Bishop Sycamore. That is crazy. Absolutely crazy. Sean Payton just now officially confirms Jameis Winston is the Saints starter over Taysom Hills. Now it's official. So Jameis Winston for the Saints against the Packers uh, coming up in week one. And we'll see how that whole thing plays out. The Vikings, meanwhile, according to Ian Rappaport, just made a trade uh, because Irv Smith, their starting tight end, is done. Uh, he's hurt. So they are trading for promising Jets tight end Chris Herndon in exchange for draft pick compensation. Uh, the agent later confirmed the deal. Herndon steps right in following Irv Smith's knee injury. Uh, so that is going to be uh, the next tight end for the Minnesota Vikings. I'm not sure if it's worthy of a fantasy draft pick necessarily, but he might be. Well, you know, later in the year, maybe he is a guy that you look at picking up because regardless of how much you don't like Kirk Cousins, that offense is going to roll. It's going to roll. I mean, with Jefferson and Thielen and Delvin Cook and all of that. Oh, by the way, we're going to get to Mikowski. But since we're all kind of all over the road here. So a buddy of mine texted me last night. He was Mm -hmm. in a 14-team fantasy football draft, right? PPR. He's like, what do I do at one? So I said, well, it's probably McCaffrey or Delvin Cook would be which way I would go. I'm like, so it's, it's up to you. And then I told him, I think I think I would rather go Delvin Cook. Now, both those dudes are always hurt. But I think I trust Kirk Cousins and what they have on offense more 
than I trust Sam Darnold and what else they have on offense in Carolina. I didn't think that was that was my determination of which way to go on that. And that's even knowing that they didn't even have a tight end to begin with. Uh, and I don't know whatever which way everybody else is going. I know a lot of people will probably take Christian McCaffrey, but both those two guys can't stay healthy. Uh, Alvin Kamara, that's another guy. He's going to be at the top of draft board too. He's also been dinged up and beat up uh, over the course of time. The top of these fantasy draft boards, those guys that have those high picks, it's going to be boomer buzz picks. Because the history says a lot of these guys could end up hurt and you could be sitting there regretting making those picks at the top of these fantasy drafts. All right, let's hear from Domikowski, the magic man. He joins us next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM, The Fan. I am so confused right now what's going on. I'm so confused what is going on. So John Curtis is a member of the Brewers, correct? And he got hurt, right? And had to have Tommy John surgery. But he was the starting pitcher for the Marlins today. You uh, do I know what exactly is going on? Because I I don't understand exactly what a, what exactly is going on. How how exactly do you? I mean, can you explain to me what is going on? I have no clue. Hold, hold on, because uh, I am confused. So confused, so confused. Uh... Okay, I have it. You have it now? The game was suspended in April between the Marlins and Mets, and it resumed today. Ah, okay. So that's how he didn't throw a single pitch. Because he didn't throw a single pitch, and then Strowman, the listed starter, only faced two batters, and he was out of the game. Correct. Did he so, get hurt? Did Strowman get hurt? Um, not sure. Not sure. It, it says here the April 11th game paused midway through the third at bat of the game. Corey Dickerson led off the inning with a ground ball single against oh, Mets. So Strowman didn't even Stroman. start this game then. So they went straight to the bullpen. Right. Then. So right. Strowman started the last game, faced three pitchers, but he's still considered yeah. the starter for this game. And, and then Taiwan Walker was the one that actually started the game today. I uh, went four and two thirds. So yeah. So combined. Uh, between Curtis and Strowman, uh, they got one out and faced two batters. That's crazy. That's how it would go down the record books. Yeah. That's nuts. 
Uh, all right, uh, let's hear from uh, Don Mikowski. Uh, and Don Mikowski joined us uh, earlier in the show, uh, on the Wendy's Big Show, that is, uh, the magic man, as he's known. Uh, and always fun to ca- catch up uh, with Don Mikowski. He had uh, tweeted out a thing uh, yesterday, and he's not on Twitter all that much. If you want to follow Don Mikowski on Twitter, it's at DMagic7, magic, M-A-J-I-K-7. Uh, and he's not on Twitter all that much, but uh, he joined us earlier with Gary Ellerson, Leroy Butler, and myself because he had put out a tweet yesterday saying that Banker, uh, the Packers should keep three. Kurt Banker should be that guy uh, on that roster. And uh, we brought Mikowski on, and, uh, well, things kind of went off the rails right off the start with Gary reminiscing back to the day. Don, thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. You're very welcome, man. Good to hook up with you guys again. It's been a while. Steve, real quick. So, uh, Magic pull up. I think he had like a two-seater white Honda Prelude sunroof uh, license plate said Magic out of University of Virginia. Was he at Lothario's? No, he wasn't at Lothario's yet. No, he just, just, Allegedly. He had just pulled into the parking lot. Had that long rat tail or whatever they call that thing, blonde hair. We like it's, it's called style. Yeah, we like who this dude think he is. You look like Joe Dirt with the mullet. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It's magic, man. I do what I want. <laughs> Get out the car. My name Magic. Here we go. That's a good, we got to give you the name. You can't give yourself the name. Maybe he had no. the name for Virginia. Rest is history. That's funny, man. That's Honda Prelude, man. That's all I could afford, man. I had a $55,000 base seller with a $10,000 signing bonus. Right. That's all I could afford. <laughs> but I did get that at Virginia, man. So I got that even before I came. Oh, they paid you at Virginia. So now he's telling secrets. He's on the paycheck. You know, I thought, no, I thought they that. gave all the money to the Florida State guy. Now, stop it. Yeah, uh, see? Magic, yeah. let's get on with some football. I want to ask you a question. <laughs> I've always I've been knowing you a long time, and but I always want to ask you about the quarterback room. Okay. In All the right. room. I mean, we had Anthony Dealwig, Blair Keel, we had all these guys. When you see a new guy come in like a Brett Favre come into the room, because the, the defensive back room, as you know, it's like twenty five of us doing training camp. Right. How was right. Are y'all room? Because everybody know you were the guy. How's that room getting along? Because I, I guess it can be competitive. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I mean, before Brett got there, you know, I was there for five years, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's it's. Uh, I think it's a little different than most of the rooms, man. It's like it's like being in an executive boardroom, man. We had the big, huge desks. We had the well, especially when Lindy Infante was there. He was the head coach. The mm-hmm. coach also the quarterback coach and the offensive coordinator so we had we had the best room you know the big big boardroom chairs big boardroom desk and uh, met with him all day and it was uh it was fun but it was it was very professional it was intense but man we had Lindy made a lot of fun and and you know me Blair and Wig, man, we were all pretty much we were really good friends we were all cut from kind of the same the same way, and we all just were professional. <laughs> and then when Favre came in, and we had Mike Holmgren was our mm-hmm, quarterback coach mm-hmm. with Nariuchi, and Holmgren was used to being in a boardroom, meeting room with Joe Montana, Steve Young. I mean, these cerebral, very serious guys. 
We had Brett come in, man. I mean, like the first meeting room. He just came in with his bare feet on the desk. I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, just a Hattiesburg, man. man. Come on. <laughs> and Hogan looked at me like, "Are you, are you serious?" Look at this. <laughs> but that was Brett, man. You know, he was a different cat, man. So there's all kind of different guys, personalities, characters, man, in the NFL, and uh, uh, everybody adapts. And uh, it's cool if everybody can work together, especially in the quarterback mm-hmm. room. It's important. Time with Don Mikowski, the magic man, joining us. Follow him on Twitter. People, he tweeted out something yesterday about. Uh, the quarterbacks on this year's roster. And people are like, damn, he's on Twitter. We got to follow this dude. So mm. at D Magic Seven, at D Magic Seven. Lucker know he played Twitter. for Detroit. Got a Magic Man Detroit jersey. Like Gary, he tries to forget about those days. <laughs> uh, uh, Don, You'd be nice, Steve. Uh, sorry, uh, Don. I want to get your thoughts on this, Gary. We started off the show, uh, and it's cut down day in the NFL. Obviously, they go from eighty to fifty-three, uh-huh. and I was like, man, as a fan, this is fun because you get to see who made it, who didn't make it, whatever else. And Gary's like. That's fine. As a fan, as a player, it's like one of the saddest days of the year because so many families, you know, they, they, don't, they don't have a job anymore. They got to figure out what they're going to do next and so forth. Can you give us your version of what cut down day is, you know, throughout your career? Uh, yeah, first of all, I am not big on social media. I, I, I barely tweet. I think this day was probably, I don't know, fourth or fifth time I tweeted something <laughs> national. Uh, my wife usually does that if we do something uh I just, I just, I'm afraid of it, man. I'm afraid I'm going to say something that's just going <laughs> to be too much controversy or whatever. But anyways, you know, for, for obvious reasons, man, I was, I was behind uh, Kirk Benkert. You know, I mean, he's a UVA guy where I went to school. The, the team was wearing number seven. And I, I was tweeting with him, you know, privately, um, messages, just saying, hey, man, it's been, uh, I'm here to support you. You're doing a great job. And I wish you all the best. He definitely can play, man. So I, I definitely think he, he he is he's definitely good enough to be on a roster. You know, I understand it's a numbers thing, but uh, I was really for the kid. I saw him play uh, briefly in the preseason. Um, for whatever reasons, I've been doing a lot of traveling uh, during Packer preseason. I didn't get to see any games live, so I saw a couple tape you know tape games that were uh, replay games, and um, didn't see any of Jordan Love, which is too bad. But I'm I'm looking forward to watching that. But I did watch Kurt, man. I kid can play, man. So I, if he doesn't sign back with Green Bay, he's going to land somewhere. He's going to get an opportunity for sure. I tend to agree with you that he'll get an opportunity somewhere. Back when you played, though, how how was cut down day for you and the guys you were around on those type of days? Yeah, sorry, man. Kind of. It's all good, man. You're hyped up about your guy. I'm fine. We're good. He's from Virginia. Yeah, I know. know. You'll really back in, man. That's okay. (laughs) We used to do a show together, me and Magic. He knows. It's good. We're fine. Yeah, we got that bomb, man, from our working days. Hey, um, yeah, cutting down days brutal. I mean, because a lot of times you have uh, established some great friendships. I mean, I remember I had some great friends. That, uh, you know, my, my days in Green Bay and, uh, you know, for four or five years and all of a sudden, like, you know, all of a sudden they get cut, you know, in, in, in your sixth year and uh, they're just best of friends. And it's, it's really hard. It's really hard. And then when the, when the guy who comes in for the first time, he, he took your best friend's uh, position, but yeah, I don't want to really be real close with him right now, you know, but it's not his fault. <laughs> right. It's just a natural process. But, uh, yeah, man, so it's really it's devastating to a lot of guys. And for, I mean, fortunately, I never was in a position where I got cut. I did choose not to come back to Green Bay when Favre took over, but 
Um, they did want me to come back as his backup, but I chose not to. But to get cut like on the last cuts, that would be that'd be really hard, you know. Especially you put in all that off season work, all the mini camps, all the training, all summer, go to training camp, and to not make the final cut, that's got to be devastating for, like you said, for mm-hmm. not only the player but for the families. You know, you also look at the Green Bay Packers last couple years, right? They get the NFC Championship game two years in a row with Matt LaFleur. Rodgers has a, a MVP year last year. They had a huge dust-up uh, over the offseason, whether he's going to come back or not, this, that, and the other. How do you see this team, though, moving forward under Rodgers trying to get to a Super Bowl? And this team can be so good. I mean – uh, I don't want to get into politics and what they did do in the off season because I've been, you know, just I'm mm-hmm. kind of, you know, on Aaron's side, you know, being a former quarterback, man, I want all the help I can get, man. Correct. While I'm in Green Bay, you need to take advantage of this guy. This guy is a once, you know, he 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 may be the best thrower of the football all time. I right. Mean, for real, I mean, this guy. Mm-hmm. You got Dan Marino, and I mean, you had all these guys that were great throwers of the football, and you got Mahomes now, but. Aaron, uh, he's better than all of them, honestly, it, it, all around, all around. And uh, to not take a full advantage of that as an organization, it's just um, it's it's mind blowing. But I I hope they, I still hope they have. They've been so close. I hope they have enough this year. And uh, you know, they the receivers are going to be better. They're going to be more experienced, and uh, if they can stay healthy. Uh, you know, they're going to have another shot. I mean, right, right away. But there, there's so many mm-hmm. other good teams that improved in the NFC that they're going to have to overcome. But, uh, you know, I, who knows? I hope this isn't all they're saying it is. Who knows, man? No one knows. Nobody thought he'd come back. So right. no one really knows, honestly, you know? so Yeah. So, Magic, take me to 1989. Right. Yeah, take me back to 1989. Uh, Plucker wasn't born. That's the producer. 1989, the 10 and 6 season. He's our producer. He's like he's only like 17 years oh, old. Yeah. He's young. Oh. Yeah, but go he's ahead. A lion fan. <laughs> 1989, you're playing the Bears. Now I never knew about this rivalry because when I got there in 1990, Noble told me about the rivalry about you know the Bears and you you know it's one of the oldest rivalries and you know you want to beat them. You play them twice and they're so close. I had, at that time I'd never been to Racine in Kenosha, but the, the Sterling Sharp. <laughs> Was amazing. Okay, you and Sterling Sharp, seven eighty four was just truly something. I first thing I heard about when I got there was the connection. Now, now the clutch play was you hitting him in the back of the end zone. Take me through that game at Lambeau. It's crowded. The Bears are playing, and you roll out, and it was just one of the iconic games. What history, Pat? Yeah, you know, I mean, that's obviously my signature moment signature play that mm-hmm. everybody most remembers me by I mean, because uh the, the thing about it you know we hadn't beaten the bears besides it being just the biggest rivalry in the nfl uh the packers hadn't beaten the bears in eight games in four years time, you know, yep, yep. the bears had just come off the 85 dominating super bowl and, and then they were they, they were getting the best of the packers for a long time so in 89 you know in november uh we finally had him at home, and we really started playing a lot better under under Infante's system. It was my third year. It was his second year coaching us. And uh, so, you know, that game was uh, was amazing because it came down to the last play. But the thing that people don't remember, which, man, I, I was almost the GOAT 
or the, you know, I, I was almost in the doghouse big time mm-hmm. or the outhouse because we had, we had two previous drives in the fourth quarter where we drove all the way down the field and I got hit. I fumbled. They, they recovered. And they, they punted. Our defense held. We got another drive, a second drive in the fourth quarter. We went all the way down the field on a 10 yard line. I throw an interception. Oh, no. Like, I don't Magic. Know. <laughs> Three or four minutes left. So, like, I mean, I'm getting boos. I hear the boos. What? I go to the sideline, and I'm like, oh, my God. Lindy grabbed me by the face mask, Coach Infante. He said, hey, keep your head up because you're still going to be the hero of this game. Nice. So, rem- remarkably, man, we got a third chance. that Defense held again. Bears punted, and we had a couple couple minutes or whatever it was, and we drove all the way and length down the field again. And we had a penalty inside the red zone, inside the 10-yard line came down to a fourth and 16 and uh, it was last play of the game and we were down by six we needed a touchdown and an extra point and uh, i was in the shotgun and sterling was in a spread formation he was on the way for this receiver to the left and we thought they were going to blitz us and play man-to-man so we just called a six-yard slant route to sterling see if he could break a tackle and you know versus man-to-man and take it in but as soon as I was in the shotgun, I saw the snap, man. They all dropped back in zone defense. And, like, you know, a six-yard slant's not a good play. So I immediately aborted the play. I just started scrambling, buying time, and all the way out to the sideline, to the right, getting really close to the sideline, getting really close to the line of scrimmage. And luckily, last minute, I mean, I see Sterling, you know, coming back from all the way on the left side, uh, threw it back to the middle, and uh, made a nice throw. And, you know, he made a good catch, and, and we saw the flag. The flag was thrown on the road. Ruled it not a touchdown, that I was over the line of scrimmage. And it was the first year they implemented instant replay in the mm-hmm, NFL. So they, mm-hmm. they reviewed it for like, I don't know, four minutes. And, yeah. and when they came down, they, and they changed the call. And we get the you know, after further review, we had a reversal, touchdown. And uh, the place went nuts. And we finally beat the Bears after eight games on that kind of a play. Was uh, yeah, it was a remarkable game. It was a memorable, memorable game, man. So that uh, that was a special, that was a special game. I I, I, I remember that game. Yeah, I remember Bears that game because when he threw when he threw that pick, my dad was so upset. He said, "I'm done," and walked upstairs. And when you, got, I'm like, dude, they got the ball back. Here they go. He's like, ah, I'll screw it up. I'm not going back down. And he threw the touchdown. I'm like, touchdown, touchdown. He's like, get out of here. He comes out. He's like, ah, there's a flag. Watch. He'll screw it up or whatever. And I was like, hey, they came back and they won. I was all excited. Now, I'll never forget that one. That was Domikowski earlier today on the Wendy's Big Show. Uh, Rami Makloff is in uh, the building uh, and getting ready to do his show. Desmond Trufant, uh, who the Bears picked up. Uh, earlier this offseason when they decided to move on from Kyle Fuller, uh, who apparently is on the trading block uh, as we speak uh, earlier today. I don't think he's been traded as of yet, or at least if he has been traded, I have not seen it. Uh, So they bring in Desmond Trufant. Well, Trufant has been away from the team uh, for the last couple of weeks, dealing with some family issues or whatever the case may be. Uh, And now today they released Desmond Trufant. So I, I would imagine somebody will take a flyer on Desmond Trufant here uh, in the very near future, uh, not knowing what the family situation obviously is, but I would imagine somebody will take a flyer on him. The segment sponsored by Tally's Tap and Eatery, looking to hire cooks, servers, bartenders, and curbside attendants. 
Details on their Facebook page, Tally's Tap and Eatery on Sunset Drive in Waukesha. We'll talk to Rami next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, this is the time I look forward to every day. Don't lie. Every day. Don't lie. Oh, no. You're lying. No. You're a liar. It's not. You sit here with Gary Ellerson and Leroy Butler for four hours a day. You're not looking forward to this. I am. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I am. You say so. Uh, The reason I am is because it's always fun to talk to you because you and I disagree and differ (laughs) on about everything in life, just about everything. So I know when you sit down that we're going to find something that we're not going to agree upon. This is true. Even knowing I have no idea what you're going to talk about on a given day. Now, I would assume today that you will probably talk about the Packers cutting down their roster uh, to 53. Uh, that'll probably come up. That's all point on the roster. I mean, there's only one the guy who anybody rundown? cared about getting cut, right? Dexter Williams? No. Uh, everybody's Dexter everybody's Williams? favorite. Braden, the offensive backup lineman? backup quarterback. Oh, Benker. Yeah, yeah. Mikowski. That's what we had Mikowski on. I know. It, but he played I at love Virginia. Don, but come on, well, man. Benker played at Virginia where Mikowski played. Wars. Okay, Mikowski's number okay, seven in Green okay, Bay. Now it makes sense. You understand? Right. Yeah, now it makes sense. All so right. him and Benker have been going back and forth this whole time. So that that's why he is pulling for him. He hasn't watched like hardly any preseason football at all. He said he hasn't even seen Jordan Love play. Oh, so what is I mean, okay. He all was right. just pulling for his guy because he that knows. Ma- him. Okay, that makes sense. You understand? All right. That makes sense now. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Fair the enough. More you know. Fair enough. So what's on your show then? Coming up on the show today, Sparky. I don't, I don't this sounds weird to say because they've been so damn good. I don't know that we've seen the best of this Brewers team yet. Hmm. I think there is still 
I think there's still room between where they are and their ceiling well, and Braun, how good a baseball team this can be. Today's the last day for Braun. Doesn't appear it's happening. That's though. not what I'm talking about. Ryan Braun doesn't make this there's a better baseball else? team. Yes. What? what? We'll talk about it coming up on the All show right. today. Also, do you like Bill Barnwell over there at ESPN.com? I love Bill Barnwell's NFL thoughts over at ESPN.com. Mm. He's one of my favorite NFL writers. I used to talk to him all the time when I was I just don't know up in Minneapolis. A, I've never talked to him. Um, B, his stuff is it's always provocative. Sports talk worthy. It's, it's always it's, it's al- sports talk worthy. It's always thought provoking. It's, it's always it's thought provoking. Talk fodder is what it is. So he yeah. he uh, for the second straight year, and obviously it didn't work last year. <laughs> he acknowledges that, but for the second straight year, he has the Packers every year. He comes out with his candidates to decline. In the coming season, and he has the Packers as one of his candidates to decline in this season. Oh, he doesn't know about Gary's dream. You should tell him. I you have know. not told him about Gary's dream. So is he on the show today? No, I. We're not. They they have that stupid crackdown over at. We can't get ESPN.com right. people because they don't want to publicize their stuff on other outlets. <laughs> so stupid. That's because ESPN Radio is such an awful product <laughs> that they have no choice but to make sure the least they get their TV and internet people. So, no, I'm serious. Uh, it is an awful product. It really Look around is. around the country. Their numbers it's, are down around the country. It's so bad. Uh, so Also, it's Tuesday. You know what that means, Sparky? Four o'clock. You know what it means? Four o'clock, Tuesdays. What happens? I don't know. You have a different dude on for an hour every My day. My guy, Bart Winkler. It's oh, okay. Tuesdays with Winkler. Tuesday. Every Thursdays, Tuesday. you're on his show. Thursdays, I'm on his show, yes. What day is Tim on with you for an hour? Tim is on with me Mondays. Mondays. And we're uh, working on slots for Gary Ellerson and Leroy Butler. To for join, Wednesdays and Fridays. <laughs> join the show. So that it becomes literally like a two-hour show. Went from four hours to three hours, and you now know he's Gary, working on two Gary hours. and Leroy are not giving me two segments. Not to, a chance. <laughs> Not unless you're forking over some cash. <laughs> and I, you know I don't have cash, so that's not happening. Also, uh, some interesting comments from Mark Lazary in a recent interview that he oh, did. No. And uh, I didn't see whatever it is you're oh, you talking didn't? about. You didn't see this? No. All right. Well, tune in. We'll probably get to that right around 4.30. Oh, and uh, first time uh, ever talking with Lily Zhao, Fox 6 sports anchor She's good. and reporter. She's going to join us like her. at 4.45. And, of course, pick a lane at 5 o'clock where we'll throw all that into a big old bucket and mix it up. So I just saw, when we were playing the Mikowski interview, a uh, report mm-hmm. that Ben Simmons, the 76ers, uh-huh. doesn't want to play for the 76ers anymore and told him he's not coming back. Trade me. All right. I hadn't seen that yet. I, that uh, just happened? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I quote tweeted it on Sparky Radio, and I put, hmm, not a Simmons fan. Probably a blessing in disguise for Philly. I, I'm not. Like, I don't I don't get I don't get why anybody would, would want that guy. Like, they're talking about Sacramento. Okay. How does that make Sacramento oh, better? Like, Send him to basketball where, Siberia where, where and Sacramento. He, right. Where does he go that they're all of a sudden better? Like, they're talking about all these picks they want in Philadelphia for Ben Simmons. Why? Yeah, I've seen their asking what? price. I saw that earlier in the offseason, and it's crazy. He but, doesn't score. Do you know who he is? Man, that dude He's is a, a lockdown defender. Do you know who he is? Hmm. He's a soft Draymond. No. He's a soft no, Draymond. No, 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 yeah. no. Yeah. He's, he's a defensive-minded player. I don't think player. he's soft. He's a deal. Oh. I think he just he's, can't shoot. He's a defensive-minded. I'm talking about physicality. He He's not Draymond, uh, and I can't stand Draymond. But he's a defensive-minded player, passes the ball pretty well, can handle it a little bit, um, and has no I don't know what you don't like can about get Draymond. Out, can get out in transition and run, right? Can't can't do anything else, though. It's just absolutely inept offensively. I think I think he can be I think he could be they tried him at very, the- very good in the on the right team. You just can't you where don't, don't expect him to be a scorer and certainly don't expect him to be a shooter. 
They ha- they've tried him at point guard. They tried him at off the ball. They tried I think he can play pow- point guard. They, He's a good passer. They've tried him. Just at not po- a shooter. They've tried him at power forward. I mean, they've tried him everywhere in Philadelphia. Try to make that damn thing work. I, I just don't. For me, I don't know what team he goes to where you go. Oh yeah, this is obvious. Like he fits perfectly in to what they already have on the roster without them having to give up a bunch to get him on the roster. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Mm. For me, I, I'm not. I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Nope. As long as he doesn't end up in Milwaukee, that's fine. I'm trying to think of a team that has a bunch of shooters that could use like a lockdown defensive point guard who can actually run run point and like run an offense because he can do that. Uh, he's dude. He's he is he is like he's tier one in a couple of different skills and talents, and he's really big for a point guard as as well. I think so you're going to leave him at point guard. Well, yeah. I mean, where else are you going to put him? Four. No, he's not a four. He's too he's too small to be a four. He's too slight to be a four. That's why I compare him to Draymond. That that's who he reminds me of. No. A little bit. And I don't know why you don't like Draymond. It's just fun. Like why don't you like fun? That's great. If you want to pay a dude max money because he's fun, then you go right ahead. I ain't paying a dude max money to be fun. Oh, you're talking he about the player? Paid. That dude Man, that guy is in that in, that, that dude is integral to what they do there in Golden State. They don't win those championships without Draymond. They didn't win Jack with Draymond last year, did they? They won three they championships. Paid, they dude. paid that man money like he was somebody. He wasn't. He was a role player, a very important role player, <sighs> with great Hall of Fame players around it's a liberal him. liberal use of and the word they, role player right and there. they, fine, a very good role That's... player. But they gave him money like he was a really, really good basketball player. He's a really, really good role player. He ain't. Again, he had his opportunity last year. He could have been all that a bag of chips. There was nobody else. It was Steph yeah. and him. That was it. What did he do offensively? I'm not, say, I'm not Jack saying Nada. I'm not saying he's good enough to be a one or a two in a big three, but he's good enough to be a three in a big three. He he wasn't any of that last year. Because they were missing it. their two. Take the two out of any big three and you're gonna crush their chances. What should he have done last year with just Steph Curry offensively? What do you mean? He should have He's supposed to become a different player? Know, 15, 16 points a night? He's supposed to become a different player. So this is my thing. Unless you're a defensive player of the year, unless you're that, like Rudy Gobert, something crazy, right, where you change outcomes of games with shot blocking and all that, high-level rebounding, mm. unless you're that and you have no offense, okay, I can maybe justify paying you a lot of money. But if you're not that and you don't know how to score all that well, no. No. And... The same with Ben Simmons. He's a great passer. Ben Simmons. We're going right back down. I just got done telling you. You're going to walk right down what I just but, told you. But Ben Simmons They're is an even both. better athlete. Ben Simmons yes, can run the floor. Better, yes, that's what I said. Ben Simmons is a better in transition. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. And agree. he can run the point. I know Draymond Green is a really good passer. He's not going to run the point for no, you. No, but I don't think Ben, ben Simmons is going to run the point for anybody anymore, anytime soon. We'll see. We'll see who gets him and who's going to let him run the point. I'm just not a fan. Uh, Sparky here. Robbie McLaughlin over you there. You know where he I thought might have been a good fit for him, but it, they already they already went and addressed that need? The Bulls. But they went and got Lonzo Ball. I'd rather have Lonzo Ball. I'm not saying I wouldn't. I'm just saying I think that's some place where he could go, and they're not going to ask him to shoot the basketball very much. They needed a lockdown defensive hey, Plucker. guard. Plucker. Well, how does Ben Simmons fit in Detroit? He doesn't. So that's a horrible team. He I mean, can't even find a Detroit's, spot for him. Detroit's terrible. Why would you want to fit in Detroit? I'm just trying to figure out where he goes, where he makes an impact. 
Like, what team does he go to since he's going to demand a trade? He's going to go to and, and go play and do something. I just rather take a shot at Dan's team. That's all I was trying to do. Well, it happens hey, every day. You got Cade Cunningham. I, and I'm so used to it at this point, whether it's Michigan or the Lions, I get ripped on almost every, every, day. every single day. day. Every single at day. This station. It does. It happens yeah. every day. Every day. <laughs> it's really not your fault. Literally, Leroy it's... walked in like I don't know. This is probably no, three weeks ago, oh, yeah. and he handed Sam's me he handed me this photo, and it was signed by him. And I was like, okay, why? And then he's like, t- he's like, look at it. And I look, and it's him knocking the ball out of Johnny Morton's hands, one of the Lions wide receivers, and he signed it and wrote to Daniel on the on on the photo. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff I deal with every day with you guys. You don't say that on the big show. That's amazing. That happened at the end of the big show. That is cold blooded, dude. Damn. That's amazing. I love it. Oh, man. I wish I was that cool. Oh, my God. That's so good. Robbie Makhlouf, he's kind of cool. He's coming up next here. We found the thing we disagree on. Uh, Draymond and Ben Simmons. Right. Yep. Yeah. You said we'd find something. We found it. We always find something. Always do. Rami's up next here at three. Toodles. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. <laughs> 